Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, welcome to another edition of The Spilled Tea. I'm your host, Emmy Morgan. I apologize for the background noise. Um, my neighbor decided to have a party. Um, I'm not sure if people are over or whatnot, but um, it's not my upstairs neighbor this time. He's just up and making noise. But this is my neighbor across. Yeah, I'm sure you can hear it. I apologize. Um, but if I don't leave my windows open, there's no circulation in my bedroom. So kind of have no choice. Hope you can still hear me. Um, happy Easter, everyone. I Oh, sorry. Happy quarantine Easter. I um, know this is a, a new norm for us right now, but I hope it's not the norm forever, obviously. Um, and speaking of that, I do want to touch on something. Um, a lot of people received their um, unemployment benefits already. I want you to know the people who, when you've received your unemployment benefits and you've gotten the extra 600, put 200 of that 600 away because it is taxable. I just wanted you guys to be aware of that. Um, I think it's kind of shitty to give people money and then say, okay, we're taking it away as well. Um, because there are families that could use that extra 200. But I just wanted everybody to know in the U.S. that got their unemployment benefits with the extra 600 put away 200 because that 200 is taxable. Um, I just want to remind everyone so you're not in a pinch later on. Um, Started. I wanted to say what my plans are. Um, this guy that I'm really, really getting super close to, he um, ended up, he was going to be here for um, Easter, but instead he he wasn't able to be here for Easter. Um, and so he's like, all right, here's 20 bucks. Go get yourself some chocolates. So I got myself some Whitman's chocolates, which is my favorite, the Whitman sampler. That is my favorite favorite chocolate box. And um, the reason why I got that in particular is because when I was a kid, my mother would get that for me for Christmas and sometimes Easter. So I got that for myself. I really, I forgot to get the jelly beans, the the, um, Starburst jelly beans. Those are my favorite for Easter. So I have to stop in the store later on today. So I might swipe in and get it. Um, (laughs) Not going to lie. I'm trying to think what else I'm doing for Easter. Um, I already bought some food so that I can um, and have my own mini Easter, uh, quarantine Easter, sorry. Um, To all my friends and family out there, um, happy Easter. To all the listeners, Singapore, everywhere, um, Italy, Spain, happy Easter, everyone. Um, And... Also, I did want to make mention of something that I did do, did start doing. So you're supposed to wash your hands for 20 minutes, and what that means, or 20 seconds, 
And what that means is putting the soap in your palm and lathering it up for 20 seconds to kill all the germs and get all the bacteria and get in between your fingers. What I've incorporated is not only counting the 20 seconds, but also saying just a little bit of a prayer uh, for everybody that's uh, passed away, for everyone's affected, for, for just everybody in general. So I do my, you know, hand soap lather and I, I'm counting. And once I get to like 20, then I start saying my prayer. Actually, once I get to 15, I start saying my prayer. And I just want people to be um, healthy, happy, and safe through that, this. And um, when it's all over, I just hope we have a better understanding of ourselves and um, take care of each other a little bit better. I really hope that happens. But, um, yeah. So um, let's just get into it. I actually have a lot to talk about for somebody who's going to be on a podcast to myself. Um, so with this whole coronavirus, I want people to understand something. Um, I was very upset to, this week, very upset. One of my roommates invited her friends over. Granted, it was for 15 minutes, but still. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, this is a low-flying plane. There's a lot going on in this episode right now. A lot of background noise. I apologize. It's going to pass. But um, one thing I can't stand, especially right now, especially right now, is when people have an opinion about something and they don't listen to experts. Fuck your opinion and listen to experts. You might not agree with the things that these experts say, but they're experts in the field. You are not. You didn't get a degree in medicine or a political science degree. You're not on TV giving facts. You're not in the labs curing cancer. You're not doing the work. You're just saying, oh, well, this is how I feel, so I'm going to do it. Stop that shit. This is what got us here in the first place. We wanted to elect a president that was different, that was tougher, that spoke his mind, and now we got that, and we're all miserable. Even the people that voted for him, I'm sorry, but there are vets that voted for him. There are um, older people that voted for him, and their Medicare, their vet benefits are being affected, and now they wish they didn't. So cut the shit. He won by electoral vote, not by popular vote. Let's just keep it real. And stop with the... Stop with trying to do something because you... How do I want to explain it? For example... If you, let's say, you know, this is going to move quickly into my next topic, and I apologize. But let's say someone tells you not to do something, and you're like, well, I'm just going to do it anyway because someone told me not to. Don't be that asshole. For what? What are you proving? When, when somebody says, I'm uncomfortable when you do this, or when someone says, hey, could you please do this? Because if you don't do this, for example... Um, our sink is stopped up. For some reason, the stopper in the bathroom sink, it, when you push the button to 
pop it up, it doesn't pop up. So I propped it up a little. And I told them, hey, I just want you to know I propped the um, stopper in our bathroom sink up because it doesn't drain if it's not propped up. A couple times I walked in there and it was pushed down. I didn't realize it. So I'm washing my hands and suddenly the sink isn't draining. And I'm like, oh, crap. Now I got to reach into dirty water and prop it up. So I started not propping it up. And so when I wash my hands and it's not draining, I just leave it. And so now, I don't know who, but somebody, whoever is pushing it down is opposite of the person that's propping it up. And when I walked in and I saw it propped up, and it was like propped up and pulled out of the sink almost, I just laughed. It's like, I'm trying I gave you a reason why I did something you didn't want to listen and now look. So just like I said, don't be that person. Listen when someone tells you something. And um, the topic that I'm, this is going into is forgiveness. In today's society, we have such a huge um, chip on our shoulder. And we have such a huge ego, and we rely on our pride. Our pride can ruin a relationship. It can ruin a marriage. It can ruin a friendship. It can ruin families. I've come to the point in my life that if I fuck up on something, I do four things. One, I forgive myself for what I've done because I'm not perfect. Once I can forgive myself, Everything else falls in line. The second thing I do is I apologize with words, not actions. The actions comes later. So I go to them, whether it's text message, whether it's a phone call, whether it's in person. Listen, I apologize for what I did. I fucked up. And then I have to sit. This is the third step. I have to sit and see if they accept my apology. They might not accept my apology. I have to be okay with that. I can't feel pissed off or, well, I apologize, so they should accept. No, they shouldn't. They don't have any obligation to accept anything. And then the fourth is the action, not to do the thing that you had to apologize for in the beginning. Now, the reason why I use this, and I put myself out here, Other people aren't doing this. There are people that fuck up daily, and they're not doing that. They're not forgiving themselves. They're not apologizing with words. What they'll do is they'll skip all the way down to the fourth. So they won't forgive themselves. They won't say the action. They won't wait for an apology. They'll just do something to make up for it. I'm going to, you know... If you're in a roommate situation, I'm going to clean the apartment. Well, no. Fucking sit down like a fucking adult and apologize. What is the big deal? If you get rejected, you know what? Oh, well. You get rejected. Show that you are a different person than you were when you first made that huge error. But people don't do that. So I realize I can only control myself. I can't control what other people say and do. So... I still apply this to myself. And also, um, when you take back that friend or take back that family member or take back that 
X know that it's going to be different. So you have to approach it differently. Um, once again, my phrase for the day, for example, um, I have a friend who I've known since I was oof, 16 or 17, and he's fucked up over the years. He said some nasty, nasty things to me uh, behind my back, and I just, at some point years ago, I just stopped talking to him. I was just like, that's it. I'm fucking done with him. And recently, he's come back into my life, and the one thing that he did was he followed me on Instagram because he doesn't have Facebook or Twitter. And he's posted, like his, his posts haven't changed, but I noticed how I react to him has changed. So he posted something and I corrected him, but I corrected him in a way that wasn't like, I'm going to drag this bitch. I corrected him like, oh, you're so silly. And he and it's almost like, I don't know, I felt like almost like he was waiting, he was testing me to see if the, the same thing would happen. He hasn't changed one bit. He's still the same person. But again, how I react to him is totally different. And it's putting me on the path to see the person that I was, that I, I knew and befriended when I was younger. So I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm happy with the way that things are going now, but I had to change my approach because again, I can't control him. I can control myself and I feel better about it. And now we joke around and it's just, again, it's like the one thing that I do um, a lot is if something doesn't work, I try something else. For, um, for example, I keep saying that. I don't know why. It's um, you're talking to somebody who speaks broken English. This is the easiest example I can give you. You're talking to someone who speaks broken English. Don't keep saying the same words over and over, hoping that they're going to get it. Phrase. Say something different so that maybe it'll lead back to what you originally wanted them to understand. That's just a customer service example that I wanted to give you. And again, that's how I approach things. When I'm talking uh, to a guy who's um, on a dating app, I approach it differently for every guy because I've learned this approach doesn't work, this approach doesn't work. So, yeah, you just got to switch it up sometimes. And um, there's nothing wrong with that. But there is something fundamentally wrong with you if you say the words, I am not a perfect person, and you never apologize to anybody. There's something wrong with you. You need to look inside yourself and see that that is not okay. You cannot say you're not perfect and never apologize when you fuck up. And you know when you fucked up. Either people will tell you or they'll react different towards you. That's when you know you fucked up. And don't pretend like you don't know when you fucked up. You know. You know for sure when you fucked up. But just sit down and ask them, you know. Maybe not ask them, okay, what did I do? Because you know fucking damn well what you did. But maybe humble yourself and say, all right, I understand my point of view. 
but I value your friendship. I value our relationship. I would love to hear your side of things. And when they tell you their side of things, do not interrupt them. Do not argue. Let them talk no matter what. It's going to be tough, and it's going to suck to hear that you fucked up. I guarantee you, you're going to feel hot, you're going to feel embarrassed, and it's, it's not going to... It's not going to feel good on the inside, but what's going to start to feel better is when you see that they have explained themselves to you. They get that you are looking for their forgiveness, and then you move towards something completely different than you had before with them. I speak this because I've done it. So forgiveness, folks. Um, What else? Oh, um, I'm so sad that this happened. Brian McKnight was, um, if you don't know who he is, he was a huge recording star in the 90s. He did R&B songs. Oh, my God, his voice is, his voice back then was phenomenal. Again, in the 90s. He um, was on Instagram, and he did an Instagram Live video where he posted, um, like a 20-minute video, video concert in his house. This man hit and held on to a note in his falsetto that lasted 15 seconds. I, and, he, and while he was doing it, he was playing the keyboard. He didn't struggle. He was like, mm, and just looking around, I'm like, oh, my God. He is the male version of Whitney Houston vocally the only way that you can see it is if you go to my Twitter, Miss Emmy Morgan, MS Emmy Morgan, if you go there and you scroll into my uh, feed, you will see that I did um, a retweet with comments because it's no longer on his page, which it was like so good. He did about three or four songs. Oh, my God, it was so good. And then, of course, after I listened to it, I had to listen to his music and his albums. But, oh, my gosh, he is a brilliant singer. He is so fucking talented. It's like God said, okay, give you a singing voice and just tapped his throat and then just, like, gave him this amazing voice. He is so fucking talented. Um. That was that was the treat of the day yesterday. I was so happy. Another thing I watched, and I um, I'm trying to. I wish I could find it. It's no longer online. I'm not sure why. Um, I saw a reunion um, of some Guiding Light soap stars. It was Kim Zimmer who plays Riva, Robert Newman who plays Josh, um, Liz Kiefer who played Blake. Jerry Verdorn, who played Ross, and Maureen Garrett, who played Holly. And they were just sharing inside secrets. They were sharing their favorite storylines, their worst storylines. It was just so good. And it was about an hour and 15. And just seeing the five of them together, Kim and Maureen play Words with Friends together. It's just, it was so good seeing them. And it just feels like, I felt like, 
the curtain was pulled back a little and I got to hear some of their like juicy stuff. It was so nice, you know, and um, it's not up there anymore. I don't know why it's not online anymore. It probably dished too much and Procter and Gamble got pissed or something. I don't know, but it was so good. I'm so glad I saw it. Um, Yeah. If I find the link, I'll tweet it out. Um, So Miss Emmy Morgan or um, the Spilled Tea PC, if I find the link, I'll post it, repost it for you guys. Um, so I'm about to end this because it's super, I'm sorry, it's super short, but I'm getting most of my um, topics done. Um, a couple more topics I have. Um, if you don't know who Tom Pelfrey is, which soap fans know who he is, He was on Guiding Light as Jonathan Randall, and then he was on As the World Turns as Mick Dante. He currently, and I am at episode nine or eight of Ozark, he currently is in Ozark season three, and he plays Wendy's brother, who's bipolar. Holy shit deserves to win a primetime Emmy. He's already won two daytime Emmys as Jonathan. He deserves to win a primetime Emmy. He played every emotion, anger, love, um, funny, like, holy shit. If Alexander Skarsgård playing an abusive husband can win a primetime Emmy, Tom Pelfrey, can win a, day, a primetime Emmy. His, he needs to win a primetime Emmy. He needs to win a Golden Globe. He needs to win a SAG Award, a Critics' Choice Award, like every award for television possible. This man fucking killed it. And um, again, I'm almost done, and I can't wait to be done because I want to see how this ends. But <laughs> And he talks, like he has scenes with almost every cast member on the show. Um Wow, 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 um, wow. <laughs> uh, I cannot wait for people to start reacting to him and for him to just blow up. He will win an Oscar in his lifetime. I think, you know, he started off in daytime. He conquered that. He's going to be in primetime. Well, he's been in primetime, and he's going to get a uh, primetime Emmy next to, to get his Oscar because this man is phenomenal. Holy shit. Um, so proud to be his fan. And I'll even post a picture of the two times I met him. He was so, he laughed a lot and he was just so sweet. I love him. So um, I met him when I was David, a boy, whatever. Um, yeah. So the other major topic I wanted to talk about was a misconception on LGBT people in general, mostly gay people, but. LGBT in general. Um, I will talk about something that I may have mentioned in an older podcast, but I'll just bring it back up. When I, um, before I transitioned, I had a couple friends. Well, one friend in particular. My guy friends would flirt with me or whatever, but they, I knew they were straight. They knew they were straight. It wasn't like we were like, underlying feelings or anything like that. So this one friend and I used to uh, flirt 
in front of his wife, too. It didn't even matter. And she was like, oh, take him. I don't care. So then after I transitioned, we, we continued our friendship the way it was. But then he started to say stuff like, well, do you think it's appropriate that you're flirting with a married man? I'm like, oh, you think I really like you now? You think because now I have boobs and I wear makeup and a wig publicly that I like you. Interesting how that changed. And it just got me to um, realize that if you say stuff like that, if you think that your friend who you've been friends with for a while has feelings for you on, on the low, even though they've said they don't, even though they've never said that they do, but you suspect they do without any type of provocation from them, that, my friend, is a homophobic or transphobic view. Here's why. If that person was cisgender, two cisgender heterosexual men joking around saying that they want to fuck each other, no one even, th- no, everybody laughs at that. Oh, my God, you guys are a guy and a girl who are best friends for decades. And they say, oh, yeah, we're going to get married when we turn 40 if we're both single. No one thinks anything. But if that person is gay and you are straight and you two flirt, why is it that the straight guy says, oh, I think he likes me? If he just choked around with his straight guy friend the same exact way. Why do you, what's different about those two men? It's because that man is gay, so that's homophobic. And then if that person is a trans woman and she's standing right next to a woman that you've been friends with for all of your life and you've never hooked up with, you've never had sex with, why Why are you treating her differently? Why do you think that your trans girlfriend is secretly in love with you, but your cisgender girlfriend, who you've never hooked up with in the decades you've been friends with her, isn't in love with you? What's the difference? Because she's trans. That's transphobic. Period. End of story. Stop doing that, people. You're contributing to the propaganda that People in the LGBT community are always about sex, that only think about sex, and that want to convert people. That's not what we want at all. Sure, there are some that say that. Sure, you got Tiger King that likes straight boys. But that's not the majority. Contributing to the fact that people feel it's okay to hit us in public, to murder us in public, that we want them, that we're constantly checking them out. We're not. I've been celibate for, by choice, since August 21st, 2011. I've been celibate. That means no sex of any kind, oral, anal, whatever, no sex. Clearly, I'm not the type of person that's after sex. And I'm also not looking for a relationship, which is another misconception people think. We're constantly looking for romance. No, we're not. Sometimes we meet somebody, we become friends with them, and then because of that friendship, we end up being together. But that's not the norm. That's not what we're looking for. 
Cut the shit, guys. Stop it. Contributing to these stupid stereotypes that don't even apply to most of us. And another huge thing, we, when we give you a compliment, an LGBTQ person, if we give you a compliment, that does not open the door for you to talk sex to us. I've had that happen. There was a celebrity that I told him he was gorgeous. And the next thing you know, he's talking about his dick. He's talking about how he wants to show me his dick. He, he's asking me about pictures of my body. I'm like, where is this all coming from? Well, you said I was gorgeous. That doesn't, no, 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 stop. And my final thing, it's not a misconception, but it's kind of a rule. If you're around a trans person, you know for sure they're trans, they've disclosed to you, whatever, do not, I have to stress this, do not ask them about their surgeries. That's none of your fucking business. If they volunteer that information, fine. But don't out and out ask them. That's none of your fucking business. You're curious, you want to know, fine. Because you just lost a friend. You made them uncomfortable. We don't have to tell you shit. If you were in the hospital room and you asked us that same question, a doctor would say, for HIPAA laws, I can't tell you anything. So why do you think just because you're friends, you can ask this question? It's not okay. It's not. We will tell you when we feel comfortable. If you don't want to date us because you suspect something, if you don't want to have sex with us because you suspect question before we are comfortable telling you, period, point blank. So, um, my Eva Mendez moment this week was such a good one. I can't wait to tell you. So, anytime, I've watched a few Instagram live videos. I haven't watched a lot just because I feel weird and I feel like they're not responding. I watched Lamone Archie's and he was so funny. He was dancing around and everything. He was so funny. He was awesome. Um, he brought in his co-star and they were talking about some behind-the-scenes bloopers. It was really cool. I really liked it. When you first log into an Instagram Live video, it asks you, um, do you want to request this person to talk to you? Basically, that's what it says. You hit the button. The person gets a response. Miss Emmy Morgan would like to go live video chat with you. And then once you go live video chat, you two talk back and forth, Hit that person's screen is on the top. Yours is on the bottom. You can see each other in your phones. And then everybody can see, hear and see you both. And um, you can see their comments. And it's cool. So on Friday, right as I was getting off work at, from home, I was listening to Colin Egglesfield's um, Instagram Live. And if you don't know who he is, he's Jennifer Love Hewitt's brother-in-law, in the client list, he played in Something Borrowed, and for Soap Fans, he was Josh Madden on All My Children. 
the unaborted child of Erica Kane. So he kind of looks very similar to Tom Cruise, but you can still tell this. there's a difference. Um, so I'm sitting there, you know, and when it popped up, for some reason, I hit send request. And he was doing this thing called, okay, who's a scaredy cat? Who's too scared and afraid to go live with me and have a live chat? So he's going on and on and on, you know, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And he sees me and he hits call. And so, again, I'm at the end of my shift. I see Colin Egglesfield's requesting. And I'm like, wait, what? And then I hit the button, and there I am, boom. And I just exploded with excitement. I'm like, yes, yes, I got in. And he was, like, floored. person that he talked to, because he did three people. The first person he talked to was somebody he tried to go Instagram live with before, like a week ago. And about a week ago, a week ago, sorry. And then he um, he ended up calling him again. He was, his name was Bob. He was really cool. Bob was, like, laid back and chill. He was, he was cool, like, somebody that I would hang out with. I loved Bob. And then he um, Instagrammed live with this other woman in Italy who um, spoke broken English, but she was the sweetest girl. She was so sweet and and then he gets me, who's like a ball of energy, and I'm just like, wow. And he's like, wow. And he had just spoken about energy and people's energy and how it doesn't matter what a person looks like. It doesn't matter if a person's, like, gorgeous. If she's gorgeous with a, an attractive personality, he's not interested. And so here I am with my <laughs> – sorry. I have my head in a wrap. I have a sweatshirt on, and I just didn't care. I had no makeup. I didn't care. And I was talking to him. We talked for, like, a good 20 minutes. So much. We talked so long, Instagram cut us off. And it was just such a good conversation. And talking to him felt like when you watch a cartoon and you see it breathe. Um, he was telling a story about, you know, he's like, are you, are you um, nervous? I'm like, no, I'm not nervous. Um, but I tell you when I was nervous and I told him about the Jonathan Scott story and he's like, well, funny, you should mention that when I was um, at a very high end award show where there was like tons of famous people around Kate Blanchett comes out of the elevator and she comes out of the elevator, and I forgot what question. She asked him a random question. He just froze. And then he goes, yeah, and then I asked her this question, and I regret it. I go, so you're from Australia? And she's like, yep. I go, you didn't ask her that. He goes, yeah, I did. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I felt like I was talking to a friend, not this celebrity that I had followed his career. He was so down to earth, so normal, so so nice and again it was the first time I took a chance on something like that so my point is step out of your comfort level sometimes or your comfort zone sometimes when you do that things happen that you didn't even expect and I felt so good after that conversation I mean I'm not gonna 
hit request live on every story, but that just made me feel good. That made my Friday. So that's my Eva Mendes moment. Um, I hope to actually get him on as a a guest one day because the stories he was saying, oh, my gosh, I was so floored. Um, yeah, I was just so – it was nice to hear it. It really was. And he's somebody that I would hang out with as a friend as well. He was just so – Oh, I loved him. I loved him. But um, uh, before I end this, I want to give a shout out to one of my new boos. Uh, his name is, uh, he's an actor. His name is Travis Van Winkle. Um, I did mention him last week and how he likes, he actually likes most of my comments and comments back and stuff. I love his content. He's never political. He's never, um, he's never, you know, preachy. He posts about his dog. He posts about his isolation. He posts about his family. He's such a good guy. Like, I could see having, like, a couple babies with him. Yeah. (laughs) Sounded funny coming from me. Um. So a new project I have for all of you who um, enjoy reading. Um, I follow Dallas's lead. I've created my own web series. So if you go to realemmymorgan.blogspot.com, that's my blog. And I give you movie reviews, uh, TV reviews, uh, music. I tell a little bit about myself. But also, if you go under my links, I created Guiding Light fan fiction. I created Young the Restless fan fiction. I created this new show called Allura the Vampire Slayer, which is a continuation of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It just has another slayer in it. And you find out how she got her unusual name as well. And also, I'm in the midst of creating my very first web series, web soap, actually. It's um, about a town in Massachusetts called Liberty, Massachusetts. Um, affluent people. There, there is like the poor section, um, but the poor section of it is called Trinity. And I more than likely am going to um, do a web series with them. It's all reading and you're going to um, start off with the backstory. The backstory is going to tell you who the characters are, how they're related. It's going to tell you town, town things, whatnot. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, I'm working on it now. I'm putting it up. I, oh, my God. I'm so freaking excited about the Italian. This has been something that I've been creating this soap, True Riches, it's called, um, for since I was 17. The reason why it's called True Riches is it's about very wealthy people. And even though they have all this money, the real, what makes them really rich is their family, is their friends, is the work that they do. 
is their self-confidence. And let me tell you, I've revised this series, of course, like, not stop. But I freaking love this soap. I freaking love it. And what I haven't done is I haven't um, posted pictures ever on what characters look like. So I think I might do just a little bit of a, you know, character, character, um, uh, showcase, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, I'm so excited about this. This is my favorite. And, um, in the coming weeks, after I get this all set up, I'm going to start doing Trinity, which is um, going to be the name of the sister soap that goes with it. And I'll be writing both of them in tandem. Um, I don't know how many episodes of um, Lord of the Vampire Slayer. I have three episodes up or two episodes. I can't remember. And, yeah, I just want to give those time to set in people's minds. Um, but yeah, go to realemmymorgan.blogspot.com under my links, and you'll see all the links for everything I've put out there and written on Blogspot. Um, I love getting my content out there. It just like feels good, you know what I mean? So that's my final shout out. Um, thank you all for listening. Um, again, our fans in Italy, Spain, Singapore, around the world, thank you for listening. We, I love you. Dallas loves you. Kyle loves you. Frank loves you. Uh, Monica loves you. We all love you. And we thank you for listening each week. Um, hopefully next week I will have a um, co-host and maybe some I don't know. I I can't predict what the week is going to entail, but maybe this week I'll have a an interview for you. But thank you for always listening. Thank you for supporting. I appreciate you. And please be safe. Please stay home and wash your hands. Thanks, everyone. Still thirsty for more tea? Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Spilled Tea PC. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Spilled Tea.